Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm very, very happy that you're here with me. We have Joy and Mayur Santaka here. And I saw your content on LinkedIn and I was like, okay, this is something I really need in my life and I really want more people to see, follow and recreate that because you're all into digital nomad lifestyle, remote working, decentralized alternative education. I think you have this beautiful combination of just things that make sense. And this is why I wanted to talk to you and to know about more about your story, how you're doing everything, why you're doing what you're doing and all of the beautiful details. Um, you can, yeah, very welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Alex, on this podcast. Uh, yeah, we have so many stories to tell. Don't know where to start. Uh, if we focus on... On unschooling, uh, the story starts with my own childhood, right? Uh, I went to a school, uh, nothing fancy, but uh, I was an average student. I was bullied because uh, because I was weak and all of that. And uh, somehow I could not connect myself with the education system right since the beginning, right? Uh, on the top of that, I was more of an introvert while growing up so uh, i it was not easy for me to make friends i had like two friends for all my childhood and they stuck with me for 15 years uh, that sort of a story um, <clears throat> so i always thought that when i have my own kids i want to uh, you know educate them differently i don't want them to go through the same stuff that I've been through. Uh, of course, I could not imagine having kids back then, but still uh, the whole idea was, I don't believe in the conventional way of education. I don't believe in the way I was taught. Um, all of that, you know, really started making sense when I started traveling. Uh, so 2014, I got a remote job. Uh, I started traveling and I felt like I learned a lot about myself and about the world outside uh, through traveling rather than going to school and sitting in a classroom. Uh, so as I said, I was more of an introvert while growing up. But when I started traveling, I started building communities, started hosting events and all. And that was a new to new thing to me, right? I For 30 years of my life, I felt like I couldn't do it. And suddenly there I was uh, between like-minded people and doing things that I always, I never thought I could do. And uh, then, you know, eventually during the journey, I met Joy. Uh, Joy was a single mother when we met um, with two beautiful kids and uh, twins. And we we started talking about uh, the ideas of raising them, how to raise them, and uh, so on. Uh, we took some time. Uh, I think I was always ready to experiment, but Joy wanted uh, to gather confidence to get away from the conventional uh, way of life and way of uh, learning. Uh, but then COVID happened. And COVID gave us a lot of confidence in making this happen. And uh, last year, we took our kids out of school. Uh, we spent nine months in Vietnam. Uh, and now we are in the Himalayas, staying in one of our co-living spaces, building communities on the go, educating, teaching kids on the go. Well, kids learn by themselves, so we are not really teaching, teaching. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joy, do you have anything to add to this story? Yeah, I think uh, you uh, speak out a beautiful his, his story and why we're here. But uh, uh, I want to add something that we are not confident even now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a new journey in life and it gives us, not only the children, the opportunity to learn, to explore the ourselves, but we as parent uh, learning curve and of course be more comfortable be more confident about unschooling and i think it's 
was my dream too, like learning that way, do whatever I want and uh, explore my abilities to toward the world and learn from everything, everyone. And luckily, we are in the community building the business. So uh, we meet a lot of people and not only from us, kids can make friends and learn from anyone, mostly experts in their industries. That's our coconuts. We call that coconuts. So it's it's not. I think it's uh, sometimes it's feel more stressful for parents, like oh they're not learning anything, but sometimes oh we just amazed what they are doing. What oh I don't know. That's my kids is so talented like this. So I think it's some aha moment that's the make up the un uh, in confident moment that we. Uh, constantly facing <laughs> and i feel it's a journey right because there is no map for this journey we don't know a lot of indian families uh, that you know unschool their kids um, and being a mixed family the expectations on both the sides like my parents expect something her uh, mother expects something else and then you know just balancing those expectations we are still learning our way through it i love it balancing expectations that's good for sure because i'm still doing it and i don't know if i will ever be done with it and i think it has a lot to do with uh, de-schooling or unschooling yourself because now i'm pretty confident But as you said, like you can never be like 100% confident because you you just don't know the next step. It's a journey. It's somehow you need to go with the flow all the time. You need to see how things unfold uh, while you are doing what you're doing. And I love that. And I need to say being confident about something. Sometimes it's uh, just a false belief to be confident because I think if you're confident, do you even is it even necessary to go that way because uh, I, i from my expect uh, experience i'm just talking about my experience because um i never been confident about something that i created or that, something that i that really had a good impact on my life like going on on a world trip with my son and my cat i had no confidence i didn't know what i was doing it made me more confident uh, overall but every single step was just like Oh my God, what am I even doing here? Same with unschooling. The more I let go of, of being, of the need to feel confident or the need of knowing what I'm doing, the better it was. And I need to say, I've seen uh, some some kids that, that uh, are living in the jungle and I had the feeling like this way of being confident is easier over there because they know their lifestyle, they know their tribe, they know their surrounding. But uh, if you are coming from a society or a community you don't belong to and you're discovering new paths, how can you be confident? I mean, we are gathering the confidence for others to follow because I think some people are um, better in exploring. Others are better in maintaining these paths. So I think we are, we are starting a movement. I feel like that. And we are, especially you are encouraging so many other families to join Tell me more about community building, because I think this is what we need. I meet so many unschoolers online and offline. And the one thing they always tell me, like, I feel so alone. I'm alone. <laughs> and it's like, no, actually, you're not alone. We are just very shitty connected. It's we are not on in the same place. That's the issue. But um, yeah, long term. I think everyone needs a community. Everyone needs a tribe. How are you doing it? I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I think the community building journey, my personal community building journey started even before I met Joy. Um, so uh, cut back to my time in 2014. Uh, I discovered myself. I, you know, organized events and I felt like being an Indian was a superpower because there is just so much happening around us all the time that the feeling of being overwhelmed uh, is hard to get. It's just uh, like the standards of uh, being overwhelmed or reaching that point are very high. Um, and I felt like 
I was natural at it. I was natural at getting people together who share the same thought or share the same vision, want to live life the same way that I do. And that was the discovery. Uh, at the age of 30, I felt like, okay, I'm becoming a community manager now. And uh, uh, at the same time, I met a lot of people during my journey. Uh, who asked me tons of questions about India. Is India safe? Is the internet good? And all of those. Uh, and I felt like I needed to do something about it. Uh, either build communities of people so that they feel safe and build spaces, uh, you know, living spaces because then, you know, as much as you build online communities, um, unless you get people together in the same space, the magic doesn't happen. Uh, so... I started running retreats. Uh, back then, I was I did not have kids. I was single, so I started running retreats for digital nomads who wanted to come to India, explore India, but were not sure about the internet, safety, security, culture shock, and so on. Uh, so that was the start. That was 2017, and uh, just when we were planning for this, uh, I met Joy. Uh, in Vietnam uh, in my last week in Vietnam like I was like I was yes. looking forward to and in fact I had a Europe trip planned I had my tickets booked uh, to Turkey and then to Germany I wanted to uh, yeah cover the entire Germany because my sister lives in Hamburg um, and I met Joy uh, and his life had changed life changed <laughs> Um, that's cute so I came back to India within two days I said I'm going back to Vietnam again I cancelled all my tickets to Europe Um, and I was back in Vietnam then we came together to India ran our first retreat together Um, had like people 12 people from 6 different countries 4 different continents and that was fun that really built the confidence. Uh, but I felt like uh, we needed to have permanent basis uh, to really make this work because it was too tiring to run these retreats one place at a time. Uh, so we said at some point in time, we want to have our own co-living space uh, to get the like-minded people together. Uh, with that intention, we moved to Goa in 2019. Uh, but then we had no plans. Like we thought it will take a year or two to save enough to uh, start a co-working, co-living space that we always thought of. Uh, But uh, like all the magics, uh, just second month in Goa, we met our neighbor who said she had a place to rent out. Uh, And we just went there, saw it and could visualize it becoming a co-living space and without thinking too much, we just took it over. Uh, And that's how the community building journey started. Uh, Built physical communities, expanded that business. And now we are in different phase of life as parents, as unschoolers. We want to now the next sort of communities that we want to build are homeschooling and schooling communities. Do you have something to say? Yeah, I think I want to share something that's the... Um, I understand the loneliness and like unsocialized for kids. Uh, for parents, maybe it's not so important. Of course, it's important, but we can't handle our emotion. But for kids, it's sometimes they feel uh, like have no one to play with or... Uh, no one to have a common age to share. So uh, what we done so far, where we travel is like we try to find the um, not unschooling families, but like-minded family with the open mind or internet education uh, family. So uh, we like this creates a lot of event for kids, mostly craft or, or karaoke or just hanging out, camping, all of that. So we just build our community on the way. And from one family, we can easily find the other local family. And it was beautiful to gather parents and children together, learn a lot of things. And 
Uh, I think that's one way we should not wait for our community, but just reach out. So when we moved here just one month ago in Ramsala, Himacha, so again, we face the same problem. There's no community for us. So uh, we have a big hall in the rented house and that's me and I use plan, planning to build the children hub for any any children, not unschooling, not homeschooling, but the children together maybe one or twice per week. So that's our kids have the community to play with and then the other parents, they also can approach the new way of education. And we just hang out to the park and then say, hi, uh, do you want to go to our house this weekend? Just like that. <laughs> and yeah. I hope that it will work well because it's not only um, making kids more friends, but us also have local friends. So we sh- we don't need to be friends with only travel families or one school family all the time. We can easily melt in the local society. And that's what I feel kids will learn more. And also, uh, they, I think it's build their hosting sense, right? They, they, they like to organize events. They like to host people. And that's build a beautiful scheme for them as well. Yeah, that's nice. And in fact, Joy like herself is a community builder. Uh, she did not talk about it, but <laughs> she's a crocheter and she's building this uh, community of, uh, you know, design. She's a designer. So she's building community of other designers and other crocheters. And some of them are in Germany. Uh, yes, she's coming actually. She's coming this month in November. So we might meet. Who? Uh, Rossi. Okay. She, she booked the ticket to okay. to to uh, India already. Okay. Yeah. So I was saying uh, Joy is building the community of crocheters, crochet designers, and some of them are uh, in Germany. And one of her friends is from Germany is coming to India in November. So yeah, we are all nice. mixed up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nice. Um, I really like how you merge all the beneficial kinds of socializing that we can possibly find from traveling families to local families. I really like that because I think the same, this is what we actually need, not only our kids, but ourselves as well to be well connected to a broad range of different uh, people out there. I, I really like that approach. So tell me a bit more about your unschooling lifestyle. How did you start and did you change your approach to unschooling while you were discovering unschooling? Because I see that people that start unschooling, they have a very vague idea of how it works. Then they find out it works how I think it works, how I make it work. And then they change their approach to more individualized, more personal approach. How did it went for you guys? It's still going. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, when, why we think about unschooling? First of all, uh, we talk about homeschooling because we mix families and with the travels business like this, we uh, would love to travel. And with kids, they only have uh, like, winter uh, vacation, summer vacation, and that doesn't match at all to our culture, like in Vietnam. That holiday, they, the kids didn't uh, study, so we can't even come back to uh, my home for gathering to my family, one part. The second part is the, uh, that's when we thought about homeschooling, not unschooling, but then the COVID happened, I was, so I'm sure about homeschooling. He said, okay, let's put them to school first because I'm not confident. I'm quite short temper person and I have no patience to teaching them and not. And it's, it's, but then we were forced to homeschool right? when the, the school, they did very minimal part for education. They just gave the home book and do whatever you want at home. And they like have 10 minutes of class every here it's not like convenience like the other countries, so they just got used to online teaching from the 
a small school so basically no no school at all <laughs> and everything yeah. lean on us that's why yeah so i think covid was the time yeah. when we saw how teachers teach kids and we were i think that built the confidence and we they, felt like we could do little better yeah, they that. were crying every day is like doing fills our homework cry every day and then covid and it's struggle for us to wake them up early to school even school started at night if even still struggle for us to wake them up and make them ready and send to school and then uh, at the evening again homework all of that so it stressed us out uh, both children and and uh, children children and, and parents and then we talked to one of the unschooling family in india and then also one elders unschooler that she's grow up already and she shared her own journey of being unschooler and she said that was the best decision ever that my mom have have made for us and for her as well so that's that's when we decide okay let's just put them out and uh, put them out from school and go whenever is tech <laughs> true i like it there's uh, one she's such a wonderful woman she's from new zealand and i think she's now traveling with her three or four kids through vietnam and she said to me like if i can achieve something in 10 minutes that a school can't achieve in eight hours and it's putting a like sending homework on top there's something wrong and i really felt that like oh my god that's so true so basically the kids are working for 10 hours a day like on average and they still they i mean they suffer and they still don't learn efficient like that that is just uh, in my mind that it's just uh, i can't i can't i just don't understand mm, but today i had a discussion with my son because Sometimes I, I'm very strict. I'm German. I'm a teacher. So I am very, uh, <laughs> I need like an approach. I need a plan. And with unschooling and with my kid, it's impossible to make plans because he's doing whatever he feels like doing. He's not used to have any kind of pressure. Um, he's very free. So he's always telling me like, no, I'm not going to do that. It just, it's not interesting. I'm just not going to touch that book. I'm not going to learn it. So, and I was like, dude, okay. Uh, we had now some months without any kind of contact with any kind of book. He didn't open any book. And in my heart, I do respect that choice, really. But I'm also afraid that he might miss out on learning basics of reading writing maths and these kind of things so we had the discussion today because i was like okay before you start gaming before you open any kind of minecraft server whatever i don't get what you're doing anyway please make sure we have an agreement that before you start gaming please have a look take a look into your books please open them do anything with them i don't care <laughs> just try to learn something And he, he was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And after I heard him, like he was uh, doing English lessons on his phone and these kind of things. And I was so proud. I was like, yes, finally, we got that. And then he came back after 10 minutes, like, I'm, I'm done. done for the day. And I was like, what? It's nine o'clock in the morning. You're not done for the day, dude. How, how, how can that be? And sometimes I'm super relaxed and I don't care. But then sometimes I have... I, and I think it's related to the world and the situation. If there's a lot of pressure outside, I get more tense and I need him to finish these stupid books. It's just an anxiety mm -hmm. spiral in my head. So and, and I was like, okay, please, can we agree on 30 minutes a day? Can we? Mm -hmm. This is, I know it's not a lot and maybe it's too much, but how much is too much? How much is okay? I mean, if it's done with pressure, I think everything uh, is too much. But if it's like in in the flow. harmony with the kid, yeah, then it's okay. Then you can learn for 20 hours a day. I don't, I don't really care. But how are you handling that? I mean, are you actively teaching them any kind of maths, or are you just like them? They're gonna learn somehow. Or are you like in between? Are you crazy like me? <laughs> I think we totally un understand your feeling because yeah. we have the same. Uh, they just 
so we just experiment the unschooled and homeschooled. So last years, like half of the time was uh, homeschooling. So we we gave them some uh, books, some like course and also, but then uh, we request them, okay, to, today you, because it's hard for them to form the schedule. So I just form the schedule for them today. You learn this, this, and then the rest of the time you play whatever you want. And uh, right now, so they have some improvement on the reading, math, and so we're learning basically only four subjects like English, uh, math, Vietnamese, and Hindi. So basically three languages. Yes. Yeah. I just, we just want them to be like among uh, people, talk to people when we are in Vietnam or in India. English is common. So uh, it's like they refuse. They refuse to do that. And still right now, we still struggle to form the discipline for them. So just yesterday we talked, okay. And like uh, they they acted like your son. Write four short sentence like, uh, today the, uh, <laughs> the sky is beautiful. We play out. Beautiful, beautiful. We play out, play out, play out, and then and it's blue. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And then one, one, uh, one of the twin he wrote like uh, a black sheep, a white sheep, a black sheep in the, live in the mountain. The white sheep live in the sea. They meet each other. They live in different places. Done. I'm done with my study today. They said like that. So, so it's really a struggle for us. Okay, and we still balance between the basic knowledge and the unschooling that they can explore things by themselves. So I feel you know, uh, if like letting go, as you said, right, is hard. Uh, it is. Even though, even though I know that. Uh, the schooling system did not give me a lot. Um, I feel that what worked was the discipline part because uh, maybe it was forced, but at least, you know, uh, I got the discipline um, and the social life, but I did not have much of it anyway when I was growing up. Uh, so these two things make me makes me anxious personally i don't know about joy <laughs> the discipline and uh, uh, social life for me uh, learning and knowledge and all that that doesn't really put a lot of anxieties in me i feel that they need to know the basics uh, somehow uh, because completely unstructured complete unschooling i'm I think I'm still not ready for it. Uh, and also we have some, uh, if you call us total unschooling, no, because we still have some limit. For example, um, screen limit. We don't use phone or we don't use a lot of laptop. So they have one hour of laptop every day that they can use laptop for whatever they want. So it's like freedom in the frame. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. basically includes watching something on Netflix versus uh, uh, coding on Scratch, Scratch yeah. programming. Yeah. And now they are yeah. getting in more interested in Scratch. Yeah, so they're making games and all. So I think um, somehow, like if it's choose unschooler, they will say, okay, you are doing wrong. Because uh, it's not unschooled, you still put some schedule. Yeah, if they want kids. to, if they want to use laptop for eight yeah. hours, let them uh, but, do uh, that. I think it's uh, it depend really on your choice and your family needs. So yes. and your value as well. So in our home, we apply the no screen since they were small, and we observe the differences between our kids and our other children. For example, in the restaurant. Our children look around, observe, talk to people, learn from how to make pizza from the kitchen. But the other kids, they just like this. Yeah, so, yeah. so we saw the differences and the benefits for us. So that's why we want to stick with our value. So I think it doesn't matter which education part you choose, but you know what the best for family, right? So it doesn't mean, okay, I'm unschooler, so I get my children free totally. 
or okay, I'm homeschooling, so I need to teach my kids this and that, or I we uh, travel all the time. What else? Like I think it's you know the best for your family, and that's what I want to say. True, and I think homeschooling, unschooling, all of these are generalizations, right? Uh, we yes, have some bit sure. of both. Some families like. We have maybe thirty percent of homeschooling, seventy percent unschooling. Some families do seventy percent unschooling, thirty percent homeschooling, or hundred percent for that matter. Uh, so I think the spectrum is wide. Uh, I look at this more in the sense of setting a family culture uh, rather than, you know. She said, "You just continue." Yeah. <laughs> uh, rather than the, uh, relying on you know <clears throat> okay so i was born into a culture joy was born into a culture and as a family uh, when we came together our family culture is very different from our parents cultures right so uh, deciding how much discipline to put uh, is basically the family culture that we are setting in True. I like it a lot. And I think unschooling doesn't necessarily mean no rules. I think unschooling, this is what I discovered for me and observing so many unschooling families. Unschooling means setting the boundaries you need to set. And if setting the boundaries is like 10 minutes of math every day, just one hour of screen time, that's fine. Because I tried it out to be radical unschooling and it just doesn't make fun. I mean, my life drastically went downhill because I wasn't I wasn't happy at all because my son spent like sometimes eight hours a day in front of the computer and I do see he learned a lot like he um, was teaching himself a lot of things through Minecraft basically and I need to say I have a lot of res- a lot of respect for that and I I see that there is a value but on the other hand, I see it's harmful as well, uh, because I don't think it's the most healthy choice to spend eight hours a day in front of a laptop, first of all. And call me crazy, but I don't like to sit in the Wi-Fi environment the whole day. So why should I let my kid do that? I really think it's impacting our long, long-term health and our capacity to I would uh, I would even go further and say I'm really into meditation and it shows when I was sitting in front of the computer all day it's harder to meditate and I think one of my core beliefs is that if I teach my kid to meditate he will have a much easier life and if the screen time is interfering with one of my core principles, it's not a question of unschooling or not unschooling. It's a question of uh, I do have the responsibility still. And this is not the jungle. I'm not living in a in a very um, set environment where the nature is giving us the boundaries. So I have to set the boundaries. This is how, how society looks like where I do live. Um, and I was uh, talking to my son a lot about going to the jungle and just stay there and having this natural boundaries of what is possible or what is not possible. And we have been there. So it's not a concept for him, a wild concept. It's more like he knows what, what uh, he can expect. And I needed to say, like, um, he didn't want to go back, like, fully. Of course, he's always very open-minded to go there for a couple of weeks, months. But he said, like, he uh, was basically, he got to know both worlds, like the world without any kind of technology and devices and the world with technology and devices. And he wants both. So that's okay for me. But I think it's just very healthy to set certain boundaries when it comes to stuff that is might be harmful for the long-term health. And even for myself, would I sit myself down on the screen for like 10 hours and still call myself a healthy person? I'm sometimes not believing that. And if somebody tells me like, my kids have endless access to to screens okay that's okay but how are you doing all together how how happy are you all is there anything you you don't want to because reality can be very tough of course and screen is like the number one thing to escape from yeah, reality yeah, exactly. it's so easy and for so. us uh, we think uh, learning come in any form it doesn't mean 
yeah. he can learn from games or can learn from computer a lot there is the whole world virtual world there but there are a lot of things that's teaching them outside there close to the nature and it's about for me i i'm kind of person who don't really talk about energy <laughs> so it's about energy as yes well. <laughs> yes yeah yes i think you guys should connect 100% <laughs> Yes, I felt like okay, she she definitely gets what I'm talking about. I think we are more than the human body. We are a human experience and we are coming from nature. So I try always to see what nature's providing for kids out there and to copy paste that somehow in some kind of integrating sense to society. Yeah, tell me more about uh what are you planning for the future because you have so many great plans and community building and everything and i see the movement is growing stronger more people are into remote working into this kind of freedom led lifestyle into unschooling decentralized education tell me more what are your plans what are you up to yeah uh, good question uh, i think being community builders that's the path we would want to take we would like to take building now that we have built digital nomad communities that will continue but uh, i think the next iteration of community builders is building communities of unschooling families um that's one uh, i think when i look back at how education was in ancient india i think there was a element of uh, you know unschooling to it um so yeah more like going back to back in time trying to see uh, how we can bring those ancient values into what we are doing right now um and potentially yeah uh, one of the things that i always wanted to do is uh, running a gap year program for as my kids grow older uh running gap year program for other kids because it's not appreciated in india and i think that's wonderful concept like if i knew uh, i failed in exam so i automatically got a gap year <laughs> <laughs> uh, but most kids here they are just running uh, a rat race trying to achieve more and more trying to have more and more um i think the world is much more beautiful than that and um a gap sure. year can actually help people help you know teenagers uh, understand a lot of things that otherwise they would understand in their 30s when it's too late true one more thing i want to add um, is the yeah. like may you talking about the shift from autonomous mostly a uh, corporal single right now to the um unschooling uh, world schooling or whatever schooling families building later so uh one thing we want to do is like uh, we want to host people not host but we want to get gather the other family group uh to travel with us or uh Thus, right now we we are building the house that have extra room for another family, so we can share our house to another one school family that they yeah. can join us and yes. then live like this. Or yeah. we open to swap house when we're ready to travel to somewhere else, something like that. So it's yes. kind of building the uh yeah community that we can meet physically, not only online. Yeah. So Joy is building a nice, so nice. Uh, garden at home and I think within next few months we'll source all the veggies from our own garden. So right uh, now I'm learning a lot of things that's what I said like uh learning curve for parent as well. So we bought a lot of wood and I want to make all the furniture by my own with the help of the kids but we have no experience on woodworking so If uh, this this part of podcast <laughs> go live, please. If somebody is have the woodworking or gardening experience, welcome to our house. <laughs> <laughs> We would like to host you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's an open application uh, uh, inquiry. So <laughs> I hope somebody is listening to this. Like, yes, let's do it. 
I mean, gardening, I'm in. Woodworking, no clue. I'm even afraid of the tools. I like... bought the saw, but I haven't done the <laughs> saw yet because I was afraid. But I think I take it yeah. as a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's and we live in a beautiful place your called Dharamchala. Um, have you been? In Dharamchala? Not at all. Okay. Oh, it's wonderful. So we got to meet Dalai Lama uh, last month. Yeah. And that was magical. He lives Yeah, I can imagine. He lives in Dharamshala, like uh, Upper Dharamshala as they know. It's 30 minutes from us. And it was amazing. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. So I see that unschooling is more than than just how you approach education. I see more it's like an overall different approach to what seems to be normal out there and i really like that because for me um it's the same and schooling didn't appear out of nowhere it was a result of me having my own experiences in school and also uh, just reflecting on a lot of uh, traveling through the world and reflecting okay this looks somehow like uh, schools without compulsory schooling Why is everything okay there? How's that even possible? Because when you come from Germany, it's like they don't even tell you that there is something like that out there. It's like the forbidden knowledge. <laughs> so uh, I think I started to unschool every aspect of my life when it comes to, yeah, consumption of TV, of everything. And I really like that because I think it's going deep and it has some healing effect as well because you... You take every stone and you have a look underneath, like what is hidden there, next thing, what is hidden there, all these programming, all these things we gone through when we were younger. I think it's beautiful to to clean the plate or, you know what I mean, to set the rules new for generations to come and to grow differently into this world. So my vision is just imagine we're so many and we're we're getting more every day. Just imagine how this will change the society. And I'm all about parallel societies because I don't see, for example, I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin. And I don't see Bitcoin anytime soon as world currency, not at all. But what I see is there there's a parallel society right now. You can live in Bitcoin and you don't have to uh, pay taxes ever again. You are just out. Financing war, not with me. I'm in Bitcoin. And I see the same for unschooling and i see a lot of people who are into bitcoin and they're like wow unschooling just makes sense it's decentralized education yeah. so i think we're changing somehow the narrative the narrative narrative i think on the, your perception on the conceptual level right uh, bitcoin blockchain yeah. unschooling digital nomad lifestyle um, they somehow come together at some point in time uh, i'm not a great fan of uh, cryptocurrencies as they stand um but me neither just this <laughs> but uh, but the concept decentralized as a concept uh, distributed as a concept as a whole i i can resonate with it um, and yeah i think a lot of people we meet a lot of people in our community uh, we see that pattern right uh people mm-hmm. who want to live a uh, decentralized life also have you know interest in blockchain or bitcoin for that matter that's nice and how did it change your perspective on on life or i mean it's not only on schooling i guess but how do you see life differently now that you you that you have this add on to your life or maybe because for me it's like ah uh, finally i found an outlet or a way to deal with stuff and on the way of or while doing it while practicing i meet so many people that are practicing it as well and as there is no like ready made solution it's all about creating solutions and i think while we are creating the solutions not only for ourselves it's for a lot of people out there as well and i think it's changing not only my life but a lot of other people's lives as well and how do you see is there any kind of yeah how do we change 
society? How did it change your life or your perception on society and life in general? Uh, very Hard tough question. question. Yeah, <laughs> Tough question. Um, <laughs> I think we always believed in this way of living. Uh, we consciously built our life around this. And uh, unschooling was one of the choices uh, that fit perfectly into the the way we see life. Uh, how can we make it a movement or uh, how can we, uh, you know, bring it to society? Uh, I think it's a cultural change, right? Uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time following the culture that they were born in. Uh, and they take it as default. Uh, and most of the population of the world uh, like to stick to default because that's the way to survive. I think the survival instincts uh, play a lot of, you know, a big role in sticking to what's normal. Uh, anything that's not normal is not taken positively. Uh, this has to change, right? And this is uh, really to each one uh, for their own. Uh, we can't really force the change because then the change would be the new normal and then again we are sticking to normal. Uh, so I think uh, this will just grow slowly. Um I feel there is a need of building a conscious society, uh, not one that's driven by consumption and by flashy things, uh, materialism, but some uh, a society that's driven by experiences. Uh, our society was like that maybe 100, 150 years ago, right? Uh, is there a way to reverse the clock? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, time is running out but we are doing our bit <laughs> at least with our family do you have something yeah so i was very impressive in one um, approaching way in the my i'm attending one the health course course training course and uh, there's one says called difficult difficult action and difficult easy action so what difficult easy means something familiar, something make you comfort, something is like everyone do it. But then it's no sense, it have no, nothing to your growth. And difficult, difficult is something that's out of your control a little bit. And it's like, seem like challenging. But uh, mm. after that action, you gain something, you grow something, you achieve something. So I think unschooling also the same. It's like, uh, when we decided this way, we also take that uh, decision, right? Difficult, difficult. That's we change, facing yeah, a lot our of comfort yeah, zone. before. And then uh, for society, I think if we are not if we are building the autonomous community right now, that's I mentioned before. They are mostly single or couple, but five years down line, they will marry, they will have children. And if they want to continue their lifestyle of traveling around, exploring the world, so of course they need to find one solution for their educate, children education, right? And I think unschooling is the natural choice by then. True. I like it a lot. And I like that there is uh, how you said that um, the change cannot be one perfect like plan for everyone because my kid always tells me like if we want to have a more fun lifestyle for humans to enjoy actually their existence on this planet the way there needs to be enjoyable as well so resistance in itself needs to be fun or you know needs to be exactly what we want to achieve so i like that a lot that this individuality is still super important I like it a lot. Do you want to add anything? Because otherwise we are already at the end of this episode. But of course, it's, uh, if you want to share uh, something that I didn't ask, yeah, mention. Yeah. So we have one uh, YouTube channel 
that's not growing yet. <laughs> I don't know when it's growing. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of our uh, ways to, you know, uh, influence society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, right now with us, cheating is as the channel to keep our memory. It's called Nometoto, but I don't want to talk about channel. I want to talk about our plan of traveling the world with a tuk-tuk that rickshaw in India or tuk-tuk in Thailand. Yeah. So that's our plan and I hope it comes soon. Uh, like yeah so we are soon. we have been so. planning uh, like for a couple of years we have been planning a journey in a tuk-tuk uh, multiple reasons one it's uh, environmental friendly um, second joy and kids get more sickness. <laughs> motion sickness so they can't really have a car journey around the world uh, so uh, tuk-tuk fits perfectly look in that cool. it looks cool <laughs> Yes. <laughs> True. True. So I just want to ask that's like maybe we uh, when we really start to travel is we impact a lot of others or inspire yeah. other people to so, do the same thing but I just want to share our idea right now and uh just <laughs> want some yeah. motivation from you guys on unschooler schooler family. That's nice. Awesome. I'm excited for you guys, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I think this will be cool. tough because it's like traveling in one tuk-tuk with five people. It's not easy at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really but it's cool. Yeah. It's open. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm excited, and I wanna. I'm I'm gonna follow your your journey. And I'm going to invite you again so you can tell me everything about the unschooling, yeah, world can, schooling. Uh, we cannot technically take the tuk-tuk to island without putting it on a ferry, but yeah. maybe we can have the yeah. next episode live. <laughs> <laughs> on the go. I would love that. Nice. Thank you so, so much. I really enjoyed that conversation because I think um, it's very inspirational what you guys doing. It's not only talking, it's already plans and action. I like it a lot. And I'm very, very grateful that you've been here on my show and sharing all of these nice insights with me. Thank, Thank you, you so, for, so much. giving us the opportunity to be here, share our story. Uh, really excited. And those who are still sitting on the fence, uh, just jump into it. Jump into unschooling. It's beautiful. Exactly. It's challenging, tough. As parents... Uh, you might sometimes ask yourself, oh, where is my time? Where is our time as a couple? But uh, all of that will fall in place. True. I like it. Nice. Thank you so, so Thank much. You so Thank much. you. Bye-bye.